Sunday Live. It's Sunday Live on the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. I'm Ashraf Kini. Uh, still joining me in studio, my co-host Yusuf Mali. And I have two interesting guests for you this morning. Now, of course, we know that in today's day and age we often find that Muslims across the world are sort of ostracized based on on, on a small minority of Muslims that uh, sort of uh, portray a negative image of Islam um, and uh, this being the month of Ramadan I thought it would be interesting for us to share this story with you it's quite an interesting one I think many of you at home would know about the villages of Rugby Club it's one of the oldest if not the oldest and we're just having that debate before we went on air uh, the villages of Rugby Club many people many of you listening would have actually remembered staying in in Claremont and being one of the supporters of Religious Rugby Club. Um, And we have the director of rugby joining us this morning, Mr. Paul Reeves, and uh, his colleague, Adil Khali, one of the senior coaches at at Villages. Now, Paul has a very interesting story. Paul, um, good morning, firstly. Thank you so much for for joining us. And uh, the same to you, Adil. Firstly, tell us a bit more about your background, where you're from, uh, and some of your, a bit more about your, your, your rugby background. I'm uh, I'm actually Cape Town. Morning, everyone. I'm uh, I'm Cape Town, uh, born and bred. Um, I finished my schooling off in uh, in Durban, mm-hmm. uh, Stellenbosch University. Got offered a rugby contract while I was at um, at Stellenbosch, um, a three month rugby contract that ended up being twelve years living in the UK. I think it's I think that's what they call overstaying your welcome. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it was a fantastic lifestyle. Yeah, the um, uh, the rugby. Um, and the kind of people that you meet, it's, uh, you become part of the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that for 12 years um, and then came back about five years ago. Uh, I've been in, in obviously in rugby all my life, in health all my life, been in corporate health um, for the last kind of 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was part of uh, Villages um, before I went to Johannesburg, which is a couple of years ago. I was, I was coaching uh, with Rito Longwani. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm back and, and head coach and uh, director of rugby at Villages here. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, interestingly enough, while we're participating and uh, observing the fast during Ramadan, uh, you are too? I am. I am. Um, wow. I had a, I had a, a, a funny uh, funny story that I was telling uh, telling a deal. Um, I was I was fortunate enough to play at uh, Royal Cape on on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, Tea off time. I ended up joining with two other. Uh, what I thought were Muslim Muslim uh-huh. gentlemen uh-huh. Um, I thought halfway house would be the quickest halfway house <laughs> ever um, and as we walked in they sat down and uh, got their babuertis and their chips uh-huh. clearly weren't, weren't Muslim and weren't doing the fast and then they asked me why I wasn't <laughs> why I wasn't eating which was uh, quite strange for me to have that discussion now look um, villages at the moment it's, it's a fantastic club it's um, 140 years worth of history um, and and quite a substantial up to about forty percent of of the population is Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just gone into the the university Ramadan break, which mm-hmm. is a, a six week break for players. And as a director of rugby, I've 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 wanted to enforce that training still occurs, that um, the guys are still participating. Mm-hmm. And I felt that the only way I can really understand what these guys are going through is to experience it with them. So mm. not only have I been doing the fast, I've also been training with them as well. Wow. Okay. So I've got a really good understanding of, of what to experience. Mm. And um, 
Sometimes I've uh, I've overegged it. Um, <laughs> train, tra- training uh, training on a Saturday morning, uh-huh. um, which is possibly the toughest. You know, mm. once you've broken the fast at at six o'clock, and then you can you have your dates and your mm. milk and mm. whatever you get told mm. to do, um, and then you do your training. Then that's that's not too bad. But it's the Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. um, you know, starting at nine, ending at twelve. Uh, those are the tough ones, especially mm. then if you think it's a very good idea to go to uh, the rugby club and have a few drinks, get home at Hoppers 2 in the morning, uh, miss your breakfast, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then uh, have to go to uh, Mr. Glee's house at about Hoppers 3 uh-huh. um, to bide your time and pick up some donuts <laughs> <laughs> now, so that you can have something to eat at 6 o'clock. Yeah. I think, I think another, just can I add on there? Yeah. I think um, well, we also need to realize Paul's actually fasting a day earlier than us as well. Okay. Right? So he's taken. He wasn't sure when. I said, wait till I tell you when the moon's ready and then you can go. <laughs> well, yes, you started the day early. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm possibly one of those uh, annoying guys. You know, when the coach says do 20 shuttles, I was the one who did 21. <laughs> <laughs> now, Adil, coming to you, of course, being one of the coaches with, with Paul being the director of rugby. Um, his participation and observing the fast, what has it brought to the Muslim players at the club? I think what, what initially was uh, my reaction when he first asked me or said to me he's intending to do this. Mm. I said to him, Paul, I'm in awe because what I've, what I've realized and what is quite interesting for me is the fact that he has, he has um, just given a sort of perception or p- perspective in, in, in his, his mindset. Mm. His very strong world, his strong world and very clear on what he wants to do. Mm. So the main thing for me was how do we make him understand what this is all about. Um, and he wanted to know everything. His first reaction was, do I need to go buy a pre-mat now? What do I have to do? How do I do this? Yeah. What is the things that I have to do? Yeah. I said to him, this observe, no drinking, no eating, get an understanding of what the guys have to go through. Mm. And I said to him, what you will also find is you'll have reaction to a, a sort of a level of what happens outside in the real world. Mm. Things will become a bit more you'll find sort of esoteric sort of viewpoint into mm. you'll see things clearer light the sounds things will become mm-hmm. different mm. and those are the kind of things we experience and i said to him um from from player's point of view and from coach's point of view it was here's somebody that's prepared to do what you do on a daily basis and actually get an understanding of how we get to do this and how we live through this mm-hmm. and get a perception of us as humanity and being of uh, a community that truly understands what we want to achieve from rugby as well. Mm-hmm. That's about sort of my viewpoint. Um, what I've what I've realised also, his his strong will sometimes also can he's, he's doing a few things that 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 is against the grain of normality for us, for me personally, mm-hmm. um, like physically exercising while we fasting, mm-hmm. um, playing golf on on, on 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 every other day he can. Mm-hmm. Which is not the norm. Um, we our bodies can't handle this, and mm-hmm. and um, he suffers at times, and it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not. Uh, uh, but uh, I want to hear from the listeners this morning. I want you to SMS me four seven nine one three uh, comments and questions to uh, Paul and some messages of support as well. Come on, we we now we are. Mm-hmm. If there's anyone that can support anyone, it's uh, the listeners of the Voice of the Cape. So, so get in uh, your SMSs of support to Paul this morning.
Uh, we're going to take some ads very shortly, uh, and uh, when we come back, we'll continue with the show. The Voice of the Cave. Sunday Live. Welcome back to Sunday Live on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM studio. My guest still in, sh- in studio, Paul Reeves, director of rugby at the Villages Rugby Club, and Adil Khali is one of the senior coaches at Villages. Uh, of course, we're speaking uh, about Paul participating and observing the fast, trying to get a better understanding of uh, the Muslim players at the club and some Muslim um, uh, population at the club. Paul, how difficult has it really been for you? Um, and I'm not going to speak about what happened a little bit earlier on. I'm not going to speak about the discussion <laughs> we had in the break. Um, but how difficult has it been, if at all? I, I think um, being at the, at the rugby club is actually the easy part. Mm-hmm. Um, having uh, the Muslim players who are there um, and all going through it together. You know, it's, it's generally, when you, when you say to somebody, how are you? Mm-hmm. Um, this generally, yeah, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. When people are on Ramadan, how are you? Then you expect a response. <laughs> <laughs> Today was a tough day. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not. I know I'm not supposed to have road rage, but I did, and, 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 and these kind of things. But um, where I find it, it's not necessarily tough, but where you do have to have a little bit more restraint. Um, going out with your in-laws, with your own parents. You know, we we generally spend so much of our time uh, around food. Uh-huh. It's a. Uh, it's it's now become a social. It's, it's, it's what we do socially. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it generally, if you're going on a holiday, you, what do we do for breakfast? What do we do before lunch? What do we do after lunch? Mm-hmm. Um, so on Father's Day, um, we went uh, to a restaurant um, in Claremont with my in-laws. Mm-hmm. And we sat down at kind of 9 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, happy Father's Day, everyone. Well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to eat? Uh, nothing. <laughs> um, so I find that that's the tough. But being part of the club and being part of the community is, is absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely brought some of the um, uh, the Muslim players definitely closer to me. Yeah, um, I find that uh, the the Muslim people who I've met um, have been the most humble, um, uh, calm, focused people that that I've met. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to the demise of the sport, mm-hmm. to be honest, because we struggle to get these guys fired up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's not many, there's not many design cars out there. You know, we, a lot of them are, are, are fantastic rugby players, but we struggle to get that aggression out of them mm-hmm. um, uh, due to the fact that some of them are just very quiet uh, type of people. And I don't think I could have had that level of relationship. I think take Rafiq yeah. um, as, a, as an example, a very quiet, very calm person. Um, he doesn't say boo to a goose even on the field mm. and I've had fantastic discussions with him and mm. uh, I've got to know his personality which I believe will make me a better coach mm-hmm. uh, when I get to know an individual oh. mm-hmm. now Adil coming back to the this sort of morale at the club and we know that um, at, at, at rugby clubs a lot a lot of the times not about uh, the quality or how good the coach is but more about the inspiration that the coach or the director oh. of rugby can bring across uh, to a team and to a group of players how important do you think that it e- do you think it is with Paul participating um, and, and observing the fast with, with the Muslim players not only how will it affect the Muslim players but also the non-Muslim players to bring together uh, the squads um, as a whole Actually, quite an interesting um, question because we actually had a discussion about this about three weeks ago. We had a club from the UK over here, Richmond um, mm-hmm. Rugby Football Club, um, and we had a discussion on what it, what is happening at Villages and the, what the buzz is about. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the comments that came out is, is a sort of fully integrated community. Um, everybody's there for everybody. The support, the structures, everything is so much more easier. 
Um, I think for the boys themselves, all they do is come and play rugby and enjoy themselves. Um, we uh, have a sort of very simple ruling. All the Muslim boys will go to the to the coffee shop and sit down and eat there. Everybody else will go inside, but when we're outside and we actually integrate so much more better, mm-hmm. and it's actually very nice to see because it's it's almost a home away from home mm-hmm. type of scenario. And I think well, what Paul's done is sort of just opened another door and another avenue for the boys to actually understand that we do actually care about where we're going together from here onwards. Mm-hmm. And religious is, 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 I've only been there a couple of months, but um, to be truly honest with you, it's been a revelation in the understanding of how we can integrate different cultures, ideas, um, ideologies, and how the, the commi- it's all about rugby, but behind the scenes there is this different viewpoints, but we all understand that we are different and how do we integrate each other. Mm-hmm. from there onwards but it's, mm-hmm. it's been an awesome experience so far mm-hmm. now Paul coming back to you you of course um, you spent some time in the UK um, and before you obviously moved uh, over there you would have interacted with some Muslims um, and, and without uh, meaning to take the, the interview in another direction I just think it's important for me to ask this question um, your interpretation your um, perception of Muslims does it equate to the global perception of Muslims I'd, I'd, I'd hate to know what the global perception is. I think we've got an understanding at the moment, but um, I, I, I've never been, um, uh, for the want of a better phrase, uh, a racist mm-hmm. or um, stuck only towards uh, my own race. Rita mm-hmm. um, Hongwani, <laughs> who, you know, you know when people are black, they're kind of navy blue black. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's Rito. And he's, he's one of my very, very uh-huh. best mates. You know, he's a Shangon. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I find that um, you need to have a real open mind to, to life in general. I think mm. there's a lot of uh, very bigoted people in any religion, in any faith. Um, the, my problem that I, when I felt when I was, I was in the UK was um, there's very little acceptance or a few people who follow any form of religion mm-hmm. um, in the UK at all. They're all very um, opinionated when it comes to Muslims mm-hmm. or to faith, but they aren't very strict in their own faith, mm-hmm. and they don't follow any form mm-hmm. of religion. One thing that I have found was, um, talking about the discussion, we um, at 6 o'clock when we, when we break, break fast, we um, break the fast, we, we sit down, we all bring our food, and mm-hmm. we, we sat down. And um, uh, one of the guys at the club has, has been through some really, really tough times in his life mm-hmm. um, and very much questioning religion. And um, when we all sat there, um, he had got himself a cup of coffee probably 10 minutes before, before we started. Mm-hmm. Um, but we weren't, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't time yet. Mm-hmm. And he didn't touch his coffee. He wouldn't touch his coffee until we started to eat. Mm. So straight away, that's where mm. it, I, I know him very, very well. And I don't think previously he would have just had the coffee and wouldn't have even yeah. thought about it. Mm-hmm. Now suddenly something that I did had got him to, to think about it. And I think that's all that I really wanted to do from this is for me to get a really good understanding. I'm not doing this for anyone else. I need, I, for me, myself, I need to get that understanding. And I think this is the problem that I've got with, uh, with people being very bigoted to any form of religion is, is that walk in their shoes just for a little bit and then get an understanding of what the religion is all about mm-hmm. but people seem to have very very strong opinions about something that they have no idea about mm-hmm. and and in terms of your um experiences over the last 20 days um 
how do you think that in any way the experience may have changed you as an individual or as a coach, uh, as an administrator of rugby? The I've done endurance events before. I was mm-hmm. uh, when I was in the UK, I did uh, the Ironman, mm-hmm. um, and that was very uh, very taxing from a mental mental oh. perspective. And I find this is very much a similar. I, I made some notes before I came in, and one of the things I wrote was, um, "It's a it's a journey and not a destination." For me, this is what this is about. It's very much a, a journey. Um, I'm not looking forward to um, eat, even though I've heard so much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that there is an end date. But uh, Randolph Fiennes, the the explorer, he talked about when he was doing these uh, 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 these massive events, is that he didn't really see himself as getting to the end. Mm-hmm. This is just what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that it's uh, it's it's more of a confirmation for myself. Um, that there's a level of empathy that I'm willing to um, accept uh, and I'm constantly looking for that I'm constantly striving for that um, and I do believe 100% that it's going to make you a, a better person mm-hmm. um, I, I'm not saying that following only um, the Muslim faith will make you a better person I'm saying if you're willing to accept other people's religions and follow them and walk yeah. in their shoes you get a level of empathy for what they're experiencing and that's always going to make you a better person. I, I believe through that you're only ever going to experience. Um, I haven't had any um, deals been saying how your flavors come through and stuff like that. That hasn't been, um, even though at six o'clock I do enjoy my dates <laughs> amazingly. <laughs> um, but uh, as, a, as a person, I, I don't believe it's there, there could be anything, anything better. It's been an absolutely f- fantastic experience so far. And I, I'd. People say, when does it finish? I know the dates, but I don't really know how many days mm-hmm. it is till then. I just do what I need to do. And if mm-hmm. it means it's another 20 days, then just do it. Mm-hmm. Have you received any invites for Edith? I'm sure there are many people listening who would like to really invite you. <laughs> uh, not as yet, so please, uh, <laughs> please fire them, uh, fire them through. <laughs> no, fantastic. Uh, you yes, I have uh, two questions for you, if you don't mind. Mm. Um, tell me, how welcoming was your family when you decided to do this? And are they joining you? It's uh, my family aren't. Um, bizarrely enough, I, maybe they just realized that uh, the way my mind works is different to, to theirs. Because when I first told them I was doing the Ironman, I had to try and explain to them what the Ironman was. And I gave them the distances. Mm-hmm. And the first question was, why? <laughs> uh, when I said to, uh, said to my, my, my family and all my close friends that I'd be doing this, there was nothing but support for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for, for them... Um, again, because we uh, live in this culture where um, food is such a major part of what we do, mm. to remove that mm. from your day, but also to remove it from your thoughts, mm. is, uh, <laughs> is, is, is what people are most impressed with. Now, would you also then say that Ramadan also helps with conditioning of a person's character? Uh, it, it, it's probably more that. Mm. That's absolutely. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. That's absolutely. It's the uh, it's the polishing of the character. Mm-hmm. It's uh, there's uh, the word resolve's been used quite a lot. Um, mm. The commitment. Um, there has just has to be a level of understanding um, and reasons why you have to do it. There has to be a reason why we do what you do. Um, the following of a faith um, is possibly easier. Mm. 
you know, if you'd, uh, and I've got even more respect for the Muslim faith and just, you know, having spent so much time with the deal and the, the amount of praying and getting up at different times of the mm. day and night and, and doing what you need to do. For, for me, I don't have that. And I do possibly feel that's one side that I've missed to this mm-hmm. is that at the moment, my only reflection is on myself, mm-hmm. where I understand that the Muslim faith is more the reflection to your religion and where at the moment I feel that if I'm hungry, I look at myself and the fact that I'm hungry mm-hmm. instead of looking and putting that towards the it's religion good itself. Actually, it's good you actually pointed that, that out because this month is actually a duality. You have the conditioning of your, which is your psyche, mm-hmm. which is your spiritualness. That's what we do in the evening and during the days are physical. So you've actually only uh, embraced the physical aspect. And that's, right. that's already, you have already seen that conditioning already that you, you need to resolve in various things that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But now, if we also look at what it, this actually the month of Ramadan actually means, it is actually to connect ourselves to those people who are uh, impoverished in, uh, and destitute. Mm-hmm. So you're actually feeling how we are trying to connect ourselves to those who don't have. And that is actually the, the great meaning of this month also. Yeah, and um, it, it, the, one of the reasons why it's it sang um, so many hymns for me was... Um, it was something that I've, I've spent a lot of time on um, whenever I've done charity mm. work. I've always done charity work for, for children or for animals. Mm. I always feel that um, I'd like to support those people who can't support themselves. Mm. So uh, children who can't or animals, mm-hmm. I've, uh, those are the charities I've always done. Uh, one of the charities I did was uh, a swim in the UK um, uh, in Arctic, what felt like Arctic <laughs> water, um, and that was basically um, the whole idea was you had to swim out, get this rubber duck, and swim back. It's mm-hmm. a, a mile swim, mm-hmm. sixteen hundred meter swim, um, because what that was was highlighting the how the homeless people were cold and wet, mm-hmm. and you were bringing them in yeah. to the to the dry land and stuff. So, uh, doing this was very much an understanding. When I spoke to Adil, the first thing I spoke to Adil was. Um, I didn't want to do this if it was going to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was my, yeah. my very, very first question was I didn't want to see that it was disrespectful for it. Mm. Um, it wasn't for me to say, oh, look how easy it is. Even mm. I can do it. That's not what it was about. It was mm. trying to get an understanding. Um, but again, it, uh, I don't feel that this was taking me to a place that I haven't been before mm-hmm. because it was a general mindset that I've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And say congratulations on that because uh, that is what is necessary. That's how we connect to one another uh, in, and more than just uh, understanding what we are going through, but the connectedness and that creates greater mm-hmm. unity that the Ubuntu that everybody's yeah. talking yeah. about. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Paid, paid forward, yeah. Is there any SMSs? There, there are can? quite a few SMSs actually and I'll try to run through as many of those as I possibly <coughs> can in the short amount of time that I have. Um, uh, in the meantime, I got any last words from you while I try to make sense of some of these <laughs> I think yes, um, for me, uh, the, one, the one thing I said to Paul on the very first few questions he asked, and I said to him, Paul, if you're doing this to show people, mm. then rather don't do this. Mm. Um, and his response was very, you know, I need to empathize mm. with how others are feeling, specifically mm. my players. And I said to him, you know, I'm truly in awe of it. Mm. I've been trying to get him to come and book her, but we just don't <laughs> seem to have the time right there. But it is on the cards. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure after today we'll get a lot more book invites, uh, Paul. Yes. Uh, it's from 3996 that reads, for sure there's no compulsion in our religion. Uh, so we respect all mankind. Mm. Um, and that's where that one continues. And I have another one on the next page. If I can pull that one yes, up. It says, the next one is as much as Mr. Paul Reeves' action is admirable, 
uh, there is obviously a whole lot more to understand. Even with our, con- with our commitment, I am available to have the conversation. That's what the person basically says. So the person is basically offering any assistance if you need, you know, any clarity. <laughs> it's, just, it's, uh, it's very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, at this stage, Paul, any final words from you before we do conclude this morning? No, I just, uh, d- I'd like to just thank you for the support and uh, uh, it was a it was a strange one when um, Adil did mention the fact that don't do it for any other reason. And mm-hmm. when I got the phone call saying, "Would you be interested to come on the radio for mm-hmm. it?" straight away I was thinking, "Wait, hold on." <laughs> <laughs> now suddenly this is making me sound like I'm, uh, I'm, I, I, I shouldn't be praised for what I'm doing. But um, uh, I, I've got a massive amount of respect for uh, for the, the Muslim faith. I've only ever had. Um, wonderful dealings with uh, with the faith myself in person uh, and to be a part of this is uh, is an absolute honor mm-hmm. and I appreciate um, this morning as well I think it's fantastic that mm-hmm. you've uh, um, that we've we've had this opportunity mm-hmm. to uh, to do this together mm-hmm. now fantastic just a final SMS that has come through now saying simply I feel proud of you from 6571. Thank yeah. you very much. And Adil, thank you so, much, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, everything of the best for the last mm. uh, few days of Ramadan. Mm. And I hope you have a fantastic Eid. Mm. Uh, I'm sure, Paul, you'll definitely enjoy it. You, mm. you mentioned thank it you was going to be your first one? Yes, it is. So mm. you'll definitely enjoy it. Everything of the best. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. All the best. Sunday Live.